0: Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Two guests on today's show in the second half of the program, I'll revisit with the group called Hope Kids and learn firsthand how this group helps its member families. I'm going to start off today's program with an author. Angela Gutwein's new book, Flying Lessons, is available right now on Amazon and at her website, theflyinglessons.com. Angela, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Nick. Thanks. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. You are, I believe, my second author. M.T. Webb of N Concepts recommended you for the show. How do you know him?
1: So we're in our writing group together uh, in uh, Burleson.
0: Are writing groups important for authors?
1: They are critical for authors. Why do you say that? Because we need uh, each other's feedback, and we need to work together and support each other and um, uh, so that we can have an Excellent product at the end.
0: Is it hard to listen to sometimes? Because you're talking about feedback. So are you reading a chapter to somebody and then they critique it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So every month we bring about five pages and we hand them out and then we read it. And then we get cri- feed feedback from everybody. Everyone goes around and, and they give feedback.
0: Yeah. So you got to have thick skin to be a good author.
1: You do, but it's not that hard. I mean, you you want that feedback because you want a good product.
0: You have a very, very interesting story. This is why we have the book, which once again is titled Flying Lessons. Before that, let's talk a little bit just about you. You have a fascinating job. You're an aerospace engineer.
1: I am. I work at Lockheed Martin in Fort Worth. And what do you do? I uh, work in flight test. And so we take F-16s, existing fleets of F-16s, F-35s, and F-22s, and we... Take a cup, uh, two or three of those airplanes, and we'll modify them, and then we'll instrument them, and then we'll flight test them.
0: Were you in the military?
1: I was not. No.
0: So, just what is your what is your background as far as education and things?
1: So, I have two degrees. I have one degree in photography, and my second in aerospace engineering. <laughs> So <laughs> really? Really, yeah.
0: I did not expect that at all. Yeah. What came first. I am guessing photography the photography came, came first. first.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've and always been someone who is really good at art and math and science at the same time. Rare breed. Yes.
0: yes. All right. Just the idea that you're you're good enough at math to do what you're doing. You worked at NASA I for did. a while. I
1: did, yeah. Uh, out in California. Okay. At NASA so you, Dryden.
0: So you've, <laughs> you work for Lockheed Martin. You're testing the most advanced airplanes on the planet. You also have an eye for photography, and you have now written a book. Correct. And you've just oh, that's just kind of the stuff that you're interested in. Correct. Interesting. You're I'm very... also
1: a yoga teacher. Well, I will be certified in two months.
0: Just keep adding stuff. To... <laughs> Is there anything else I need to know about you? Is there anything else? Uh, Any other hobbies?
1: Uh not the top of my head
0: all right good i don't want you to show off (laughs) okay so let's talk to me uh, about your book flying lessons what is this book about what prompted you to write this
1: so uh 18 years ago i was in a car accident and um my mom was in the passenger seat and she died instantly and my left arm was paralyzed and um, i have been in chronic pain since then and i have ptsd um, from that um, and from childhood trauma. And I uh, needed to write this book about my story. It was It really started out as just kind of a catharsis for me. Um, but it ended up being more than that. It is a, It is a story about um, my journey, but it it really shows us how we can, Uh, help each other to um, rise above all the trauma in our daily lives and help each other to process through that and to um, be better for it.
0: Is this a book for people with PTSD or for anybody that's just dealing with a tough circumstance, no matter what it is?
1: It's no matter what it is. It's no matter what it is. And And it's for those who want to love those who are suffering. Most of the time... The problem is you don't know what what you need when you're in trauma. You don't know what you need, and so you don't know how to ask. And those who love you don't know what they can do.
0: That I that is hard because people want to help but they don't know how and sometimes they can make it worse. Exactly. When they're trying to help. And
1: so this book it explains exactly what you can do.
0: 18 years ago is when the wreck happened. Correct. What went on with that time period and what was going on there? What what happened? Uh,
1: the accident? Correct. Yeah, so uh, it was uh, first thing in the morning. Um, my mom and I were driving to uh, Lafayette, and I was in school at the time uh, at Purdue, and she, wa- she was working um, probably about 10 miles away. And so we would drive together every day, and she uh, and I would— would chain, would would alter alter who dro- drove drove each, each day and so it was it was my my turn to drive that day, um, and it was first thing in the morning in January and so it was really cold and and icy and snowy, um, and I got to an intersection and um, I don't know what happened because I don't remember but um, I had the stop sign and um, The cops say that I ran that stop sign.
0: Did you get hit by another vehicle? I
1: did, yeah. So we were T-boned on the passenger side.
0: How old were you when this happened?
1: I was 27 years old.
0: So you're 27 years old, and it took you 18 years to get to a point where you wanted to write this book.
1: I started writing in 2012.
0: So So were you writing this book the entire time, Mm -hmm. or were you just figuring out the process of writing?
1: I started writing this book in 2012. Okay, you know, as the first time I had ever written anything.
0: I I, I think I'm maybe jumping ahead a, a bit too much. So let's. You had an injury, a catastrophic correct. injury, correct? From this wreck. So what what happened to you?
1: So when the when the car was T-boned, my body went to the left, but my head went to stayed to the right, and so. Those nerves, the C4, 5, and 6 nerves were pulled out of the spinal cord, which uh, paralyzed my deltoid and my bicep on my left arm, Uh, completely paralyzed it. Uh, And so... So just
0: hang, I mean, just, there's nothing, because that's kind of hard for people to imagine sometimes when you mm -hmm. think about your arm and the way it rests and there's always something happening in it, but when it's truly...
1: It was completely paralyzed, hanging from my shoulder.
0: Did you know immediately...
1: Uh no, I woke up in in the um intensive care unit in uh Indianapolis. I was care lifted there. Um and I woke up late that night. Um and they told me that my arm was paralyzed.
0: At 27 years old, what starts going through your mind with something like that?
1: Well, my first thought was um, mom. Where's mom? My second one was my homework actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone turn in my homework?
0: Were you in aerospace at this I time?
1: was, yes.
0: Well, I mean, it does speak to your personality and your accomplishments. You now have to deal with all of these things. Correct. You thought that you had enough on your plate as it was, and right. now you're, you're dealing with all this stuff. Right. You mentioned chronic pain that is associated with your arm. Your arm is, best I can tell, working pretty good now.
1: Correct, it is. Yeah, I had surgery six months after the accident. They took nerves in the brachial plexus, uh, and they sliced them down the middle, and they took half of it and gave it to the nerves that were paralyzed. And they left the other half for its original purpose. So I took, they took some function from my neck and gave it to my deltoid and took some function from my scapula and gave it to my bicep.
0: So did you lose the function from the other ones that they took from?
1: I didn't lose the function. I lost partial function. So it's harder for me to hold my head up and my scapula wings.
0: You look like you're in really good shape.
1: Well, Is this I, the yoga? It is the yoga, yeah.
0: When did you discover that?
1: A year and a half ago
0: year and a half ago
1: yeah so it's been a really long 18 years and it's been a lot of doctors and a lot of medications a lot of surgeries a lot of physical therapy and occupational therapy and trying to find a way to get rid of this pain and to get my arm back
0: where where does the pain come from describe what's happening when you say that you're in chronic pain
1: so uh, my hand right now feels like ice fire so it 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 feels like there it is it's like when you put your hand in ice water and it's really 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 cold and you keep it there and you keep it there until it starts to burn
0: that needle kind of that point
1: right there that's what my hand feels like all the time
0: do you get used to something like that i don't understand
1: you do um and I have a lot of compensatory things that I have done over the years, and that, that, that is also very painful in my neck, in my back, in my arm. And then I also get sharp shooting pain that feels like a knife goes and just cracks the bone open and just slice it all the way down the arm.
0: Is there anything that relieves this pain? No. How does that figure into what you're doing with everything in your life?
1: So my story is about coming to rest right here, right now, where you are, no matter what is going on. And I, I it, this applies to everybody, not just someone who is dealing with chronic pain, but someone that is dealing with um, kids, someone that is dealing with a boss that they don't like, someone, that, I mean, any Thing that is going on in your life that is causing you pain. That's what this is about. My story is about coming to rest right here where you are, even in the middle of the pain.
0: Does the book give advice to people on how they should deal with pain, whether it's emotional or physical? Because you're dealing with both after that accident. Correct. Is it almost like a how-to guide, or is the journey of your story the way that people can learn from it. So
1: I tell my I tell my story through through my story, but there are actual flying lessons. There are eleven of them, and it goes through the the analogy is with an eagle, and it goes through the egg, the eaglet, the fledgling, and the eagle. And so um, each of those flying lessons fits in, and they slowly and gently take you through how you can um, rise above trauma and pain in your
0: life. How were you able to come to these revelations?
1: So uh, in my writing process, uh, they they came out through my writing process. But really, um, it is God. God really, he is the one who walked me through this. He is the one that, that gave me the ability to be able to, to um, see past my pain.
0: So you've been able to use your faith to help push you through to the successes of your life.
1: Absolutely, but honestly, because I have been angry at God and hurt by him and felt rejected by him and not loved by him. And there are times when I still feel that way. That doesn't change the fact that he's still there.
0: Let's talk a little bit about why you decided to write a book. You said that it took you started how many years ago?
1: Uh 7.
0: You started 7 years ago. Why write? Why would you start doing that of all the things that you could do. You're a photographer. Mm-hmm. you could have decided to start a photo essay or something. You could have done a lot of different things but you chose to write something that you were new to, I'm assuming.
1: I was very new to it. yes. Um, I had never I had never um, written really anything um, but I started writing uh, and then I shared it with a few friends and they were encouraged and they wanted more and they were their lives were changed by it. Were you by surprised? Were
0: you surprised at that feedback?
1: Very surprised. Yeah.
0: It's always interesting whenever I, I I do a lot of interviews with people, and you you meet somebody, you have no idea about them. You just mm-hmm. see somebody walking by, and you have no idea what their story is. You have no idea what they've been through. So to meet you and to start discovering what your story is, it's it's amazing to just learn about people. You felt that that was something that you got out of the book immediately. That feedback?
1: I did. It, it, before, I e- before I even finished a chapter, I was getting that feedback.
0: What did that do for you? What did that do for you?
1: So it validated my pain, first of all. It it, it said, oh, okay, it's okay to suffer. It's okay to
0: So after pain. a decade of dealing with this, you still didn't feel that way? It was doing this book was the catalyst for you to start truly healing?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I, well, I'm an aerospace engineer, so I push. I really, I push myself. Um, I was in school when, when the accident happened and aerospace engineering is not easy. And I had to finish. I had three semesters left. And so I pushed, I went back to school two weeks after the accident and I did not come up out of that, I I didn't even begin to look, even was even able to look at my pain and um, probably until seven years afterwards. I mean...
0: People find ways to hide for different reasons in different ways. So you used your work... I did. ...as a way to hide from yourself, and then finally it came to the surface. Is that why you started to... Want to write or to figure something out? Was there a gap in between that?
1: I I started writing because I needed to have a way to uh, get it out of me. It it was just stuck inside me, and I could not communicate to the people around me what I needed, um, and they didn't know how to help me. And I needed to tell them, and that's what this book is.
0: So once you started writing, did it just come out of you? Was it a flood?
1: It did. Yes.
0: How did that feel to you? Was there a feeling of, of being able to exercise demons to a certain extent or to just be able to was there relief?
1: It was. It was very it, it, every time I would finish a chapter, I would I would look at that screen and I would read it and I'd be like, "Oh, wow. That is good. Like that is amazing. How, how did I do that?" And But it was also a catharsis because it it was like that pain that used to be inside me was now out. And Mm. I could share it with other people, and then they could understand what I was going through.
0: Did you go through traditional therapy at any point? mm -hmm. Did it help you?
1: Yeah, it does. It does? Yeah.
0: Because I'm wondering if it – because a lot of times with what you've gone through, I think a logical step would be to go to therapy and deal with that. But this really pushed you – Beyond what you had, the help that you had received in therapy. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I went to grief recovery classes. I went to traditional counseling um, and I had my PTs and my OTs that were there every step of the way with me Um, and now with my yoga as well. As
0: far as dealing with PTSD, is it something that you still struggle with? Is that Absolutely. something that people get over? That's still something I don't understand about PTSD. As much as I have talked to people about it and people that have it, I'm not sure if there's a, a way to say, I'm good now or I'm cured. Is that a, how do you look at that?
1: I, I don't think that there is – you can say that you're cured. I, can, I think that you can say that you're, you have skills to cope with it. Um, and I do. I have a lot of skills now to be able to cope with it. And I can see it before it gets too bad. And I could mitigate those things by using the skills that I have.
0: So the skills that you have learned to mm-hmm. deal with your PTSD and just the tough things that you would experience in your life, is that on the list of 11? Are those, is that the thing that, things that we're talking about? Yes. Talk to me uh, at least about one of them. What's an important lesson that people learn in the book or that people would take away, something that really resonates with you?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the first ones uh, is um, you have to be willing to walk through hell. And I'm not just talking about the person who is suffering. I'm talking about those who are coming alongside those who are suffering.
0: You've made a point about that, and I think it's interesting because a lot of times with books like this, it's almost self-help, where you're mm-hmm. trying to better yourself that you've talked a lot about this being for the person going through hard times and the people that are with them. Absolutely. On that. So was that always part of the book and how you wanted to present this information?
1: Absolutely. We can't do this alone. We cannot do this alone. In America, that's what we do. We do we do it ourselves. And we think that that is that means that we're strong. That means that that we've succeeded. I challenge that. I say that we need to do this together.
0: When you talk about walking through hell yourself and with the other people with you, are you talking about dealing with pain to get over pain? What do you mean when you when you talk about that? What's the solution there?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. and it's it's not just a standard answer. Um, it is individually based. Um, and circumstantially based as well Um, anything can trigger a PTSD reaction and you need to be willing to walk through that um, and not push it away not cover it over with something not present yourself to the world in a way that you think is strong and be willing to be vulnerable with each other um, be willing to talk with each other. Be willing to sit with each other. Be willing to say, you know what? I don't understand what that feels like. I don't understand what that ice, fire, constant agony feels like. But I can be here with you.
0: Is that the best thing that people can do when they're not the one in pain? Is it just? Is it listening? Is it trying to be empathetic? What can people do? to help others that are experiencing, whether it's physical or emotional pain?
1: Yeah, Um, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, And my 11 flying lessons are, are really those things. So you can be present, really be present with each other, and be present with yourself in your own skin when you have a ptsd reaction you want to either run or you want to hide or you want to fight what what we what we want to do is to be present in that in that experience
0: do you want to do you want to run hide or fight what do you recommend
1: what i'm saying is all three of those reactions are are reactions are aberrant reactions that you would have to any kind of stressful situation. What I'm saying is that recognize that reaction, and not hide from it. Maybe even go deeper into it.
0: Have you always had the kind of personality where you where you were able to kind of go into yourself,
1: I am, or is this I'm something a, where you really had to learn? Person and... okay,
0: because that's it's hard to do. But that's what the book is about. I I, I find it interesting because you're dealing with physical and emotional pain. Mm-hmm. Most books, one or the other, right. And you're best I can tell you've written this book for the individuals going through this and the individuals that are with them on that journey, let's say. Is it important to combine all of these things into one? Do you think that that's a good way to get out of any of these situations? Or is it because that's the struggle that you went through and that's what you what you know?
1: I think that is the struggle that I went through. But um, I think it's important to combine those things.
0: Have you did have you found other people that do this?
1: Yeah, I have. Really? Yes.
0: Have you been, I, I, have you found people that you can learn from as far as dealing with these things? And yes. you have adapted what you have learned. Is this a a culmination of a journey? Let's yes. say.
1: Yeah, it is. There there are people in my life that have come alongside me, um, and they will sit there with me when I am in agony. Um, and I've also had my dogs. I've had two dogs, and they, um, they have been integral in my healing.
0: Were they trained service dogs?
1: The first one was. Maddie was. Um, she was a black lab, and I got her about a year after the accident. And um, she was there for me the whole time. And she taught me how to be strong. She was so strong, and I would lean on her. And then my second dog is Zephyr, little Zephyr Jackson. Uh, he is the opposite of Maddie. And he's a very scared little guy. And uh, he taught me how to, that it was okay to be afraid, that it was okay to suffer.
0: So you have Maddie and Zephyr Jackson? Yeah. Okay, I got to ask about Zephyr Jackson's name. Most dogs don't have a last name. Is there, so, is there a, a character or something that I'm missing here?
1: So Zephyr it, Zephyr means a warm west wind. And that is what he what he is in my life. And I just like the name Jackson.
0: That's a really good name.
1: Yeah. Most
0: dogs are just like, he has a spot. We called him Spot. That's a wonderful dog's name. That's the best story for a dog's name I've ever heard. All right. The book is called Flying Lessons, available now on Amazon. You can also find it at the website, theflyinglessons.com. This book came out this year
1: this year yeah march
0: 2019 march 2019 how did it feel to get that printed book
1: i tell you what, to be
0: done with it did it feel it did was... you feel done with the book before you physically had it in your hands
1: um i actually I don't feel done with the book yet i am done with the book uh, as far as writing the book but the book is more than my experience of the book Um, The book is not meant for me. It was meant for, for, I benefited from it because it helped me so much. Um, But it is, it is not for me. It is for those who are suffering and those who um, want to help those who are suffering. And my book is not done yet.
0: Once again, Flying Lessons, available on Amazon, also at the website, theflyinglessons.com. My guest has been Angela Gutwine, author, aerospace engineer, yoga instructor, dog lover. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Nick. I had a great time.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.